Oh, there's something else I wanted to talk to you about. Do you know, what do you know? And I, I'm sure we've talked what about do you, What do you know? What do you Hey, baby, there's a guitar next to me, and it's mine! <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. I'm like, this you got episode, to wet your beak today. This episode is going to be fucking wacky bonkies because I'm my excited. mind is barely here do we do we do we bring about bring it up earlier do we talk about it at the end well the thing is is everyone's going to see the episode image and obviously it's, the episode image is right. going to be the guitar so we might it's as just well gonna be so hard it. to go from that to like dave's docs and I'm like, <laughs> oh man like i want to talk more about that so i don't know it's up to you but uh oh man the fucking i'm sure it'll come up in a, a few conversations well, I pay it's freaking out so i'm gonna restu- redo the thing here yeah man um yeah my tech i'm having some Technical difficulties today. First, the freaking internet goes down. Now my wipe my my iPad won't my work. Wi-Pi. <laughs> my Wi-Pi. I've honestly, genuinely been looking for an excuse because, like, a new iPod is not or an iPod. A new iPod is not that. A new iPad <laughs> take, take three. is not that expensive. Yeah. and this thing fucking sucks. But it's still isn't that like a new works. one though? This is the first edition iPad Air. Oh wow! So that is old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, but it. I only use it for the, the outline of yeah. this and as a controller for that drum machine. Oh. I mean, I know it does other stuff, but yeah. in my day-to-day life, that is quite literally it. So because it still does those two things, I haven't allowed myself to buy a new one. But then here I am having to restart freaking Google Docs because it like keeps crashing. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I pulled up Google Docs today, actually, and it. It had like it was like at episode like one seventeen. That was like the last time I checked. Like the uh, at least on Chrome, I've looked at it on my phone before. But like on Chrome, I was like, oh, let me see what we're gonna like talk about today. Obviously that and like, but uh, it was like it crashed like Chrome because it had to like load all the old episodes. Yeah, it was like I was just sitting there like, oh, oh, so you might there's two there are two separate links. There's right there's current episode outline and then I have the the current I have the current one bookmarked. Yeah, because the archive but I rarely will fucking crash your machine. Oh yeah, there are 155 (laughs) fucking outlines in there and then like a whole bunch of other dumb shit. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, you know we've got record somewhere that exists as long as Google still exists, which you know we trust in we trust in the Googs. All right, well my iPad works now. All right, so let's do the stupid thing that we do every week. And it's called Gearbuds Podcast. My name's Henry and his name is Dave. Hello. Hi. We're making this up as we go. Episode 156. I'm geeking out. This is a big one. This is a big one. Not for any particular reason episode wise, but because I got a dream a instrument. A new family member today. A new, Truly a new family member today. You got to wet your beak today. You know, Dave, You've been working st- hard? we've got to start here. Did, I believe you sent me the link to start with. I did. I did. I had it. I had it saved because of the price. I was like, "Well, you don't just don't see that guitar very often for that price." How, how long did you? How long have you been sitting on? It this might thing? have been only like a day or two. I don't think it had been there for a while. No, no, no. It, it was at the top of my watch list because um, I like to revisit the watch list, you know, and uh, just see what I missed out on. We're talking about the reverb watch list. Yeah, now. the reverb watch list. Um, we're kind of going way out of order here, but because this is a crazy day, so we're just gonna. Do we just? Yeah. Let's just start talking about this guitar. We'll, <laughs> we'll come. We'll. Pa- I'll press pause at the right moment, and then we'll do the other shit, and then sure. we'll come back and talk about it. That's some great. More. So you sent me a link. I did. And 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 you and why? Because it was you said the price, the look. I get excited it? about sending. Well, I send you Gibsons because you are more of a mm. authority on Gibsons than I. You know, I'm learning. Almost, I can't help it. I'm still learning, young samurai. And um, I think that uh, I saw this, and the color combination was badass. The year was badass. The price looked 
digestible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, for what Gibsons are going for nowadays, man, I was, <laughs> that's the perfect word. Yeah. I was like, and I, you know, I, I don't send it to you. I don't send you things to be like, Hey, buy this. But I, I just yeah. like to, you know, we like to talk at times. Yeah, we do. And, uh, you got, uh, you got real excited about this. One. I got, re- uh, I, I, got I didn't, than I, I didn't expect the reaction actually that you I, well, because uh, first of all, I've never seen one because they don't exist because it's a refinish. Yes. Well, should, we, I feel like we're really, really burying the lead here. I got a 1967 Gibson ES330 TD, if you right. want to be fully. What is the TD? Thin line for T, okay. D for double pickup. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they also sold the 330T for some years in the beginning where it was just one neck right. pickup. Sometimes they weren't selling They also sold a, one that were like the pickup was in the middle. Yeah, they moved it away from the fretboard yeah. a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, fuck, man. It's badass. It's super badass. It is, a, to your point, digestible. I would, we would, no planet would we call us a cheap instrument, but it no. is, for what the market, yeah. very, very below all that stuff. Yeah, I don't think you'll be in, you're not in a danger zone of like, oh, if I have to get shit together, yeah, right. no, I'm losing all. money. On not at all. And then, and, but really, the thing is, is, as we've talked about, is there is no other like this because it is a refin and it's black. And it goes with all of your other black oh, guitars. And it goes with my other black guitars, which uh, include the black. Black Beauty and yep. the uh, Precision Bass that I bought from you and, the and old my Explorer, Telecaster, which you, my old Explorer, you traded right. I sold. sold yes, that was a that was a. I don't play this guitar, but also you know wouldn't mind having a little extra cash yeah. uh, situation. Sure, but which and, was also black. So and I never played that guitar, but uh, I will always, always play this guitar every day for the rest And of I mean the the yellowed out binding around the black. It's it's the coolest fucking. I I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It's my favorite guitar that you have now. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I, I have a hard time. You don't time have to agree yet because you. you obviously are much closer to your instruments. But than you're I. right, man, because it's like it what looks to I don't know like first of all, the refin looks sort of recent. But mm-hmm. and I should say it's shout clean. out to my old compatriots and close friends, Chicago Music Exchange, for providing this instrument because uh I was afraid last night that this thing was going to go and because yeah. there were, I mean, it, it had been listed for like a day or there two. Like like there were like 60 something watchers, some watchers yeah. already. I was like, fuck, this thing is just going to sell. Yeah. Hit up my good buddy. Well, shot, we, if, we, if you're ever looking for to get the hottest hot shot deal on guitars in Chicago or freaking anywhere, yep. this is an unpaid advertisement for specifically Jeff Tinta at Chicago Music Exchange. Hit him up. He knows everything there is to know about Gibson's. He knows it to... He, de- I, I won't admit, admit this about very many people. He, among a, a couple other people at Chicago Music Exchange, actually definitely know about more about old Gibsons than I do. I will nice. Say, I will, I'll get that on the table. Nice. And and because of them, that that is that why I was able to get this guitar. They put it on hold for me, took it off the website, and I went and got it today. Yeah. Um. That happened real fast. <laughs> it happened real fast. Well, I dude, was afraid. Here's also the great thing I was thinking about, man. Like, if this was listed by some guy in California or something like that, you'd have been like, oh, you know, that's cool, but I don't want to worry about shipping. I'm like, it's it's a cool instrument but the fact that you could drive down the street and go actually play it first is huge and that it had been passed through the i mean they don't take any guitar at chicago music Exchange. and they don't sell well they won't sell anything that's crap or right and, and they set, set it up, up themselves yep. and they did an amazing impeccable yeah, job it plays on it. perfectly so we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty details i kind of want to yeah. talk about all like the specs of those old instruments sure. and stuff but Stay let's tuned. actually do our freaking podcast let's, let's do i mean intro. i know we were just technically doing our podcast but like let's do let's our do the actual bad. cost stick Here to we the go. outline boys symphony of corrections here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes 
thank you so much for dealing with us talking about this guitar that I'm just geeking out about and everything else that we geek out about on the show every week. Follow us on the stuff. We're in there. Uh, subscribe on the stuff. We're there too. And email us at the stuff gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. Shout out to the people who reach out. There are two that I want to give some specific shouts to this week. One, our good friend and former guest, Stephen Shirk reached out after listening awesome. to your Boston Dave's Dave's docs yeah. and was like, yo, he sent us some good Boston footage, Boston slaps, check out this video and holy crap. Yeah. That organ was insane. They brought a full pipe organ to the, uh, <laughs> to the, <laughs> to the baseball field. Oh, that was fucking cool. <laughs> right. He's, he's like, <laughs> and honestly it was worth it. It oh, was so bad. Dude, it sounded so cool. Uh, yeah. So thanks Steven. If you are in need of a truly world-class recording experience yes. of Steven, sure. Nicest guy in the world. And then also, uh, our new friend, uh, who we haven't actually met in person yet. Uh, I want to give a shout to Blair from the band isolates because he reached out knowing of my just truly unhealthy obsession with harmonic percolators and was like, Hey man, I know that you're super into those. I'm actually developing my own. Would you be interested checking one out? I developed, finished the circuit. And I was like, yes, I would. Let's review that shit. So yes, send it. I, I've man. got the original interfax, yep. you know, got a few, the, the co- a few uh, replicas. I've got or... the official Theramaniacs replica from the nineties. I've built my own. I've got the cattle and bread, which I freaking love yeah, that that's version my favorite, of it. Yeah. Such a that God that I need to get that back. That's just board. That's awesome such a fucking pedal. awesome pedal. Yeah. But Blair, I punched the mic. Send us a freaking pedal. We'll check it out. Uh, pretty uh, harmonious or serendipitous, I would say, timing when that all happened because a I've been playing the harm perk a lot more lately. But b Stingray shared a video with us. I watched that and I watched it too. It's a little over my head for the uh, the technicality. Look, I'll, I'll I'll put it this way: I have literally built them yeah and it was over my head yeah so he's like when he starts photoshopping the schematic and moving things around that I'm was like, so badass i was it was I cool it, but yeah. i was also like i have no idea what this guy's saying but i'm i'm watching this. well i wrote a couple things down that i want to share about right. from that video because it might as well yeah. first of all not only is it just like a the weirdest pedal because of what how it looks with the sliders and the fact that it was so rare mm-hmm. but the actual signal path the design of the circuit is super weird and kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, first of all it's an asymmetric distortion which that in itself is not too uncommon it's it's not it's probably less common but it's there are other pedals that do it uh, and it uses um, back-to-back clipping diodes much like a boss ds1 or a rat again that in itself not a huge deal but what is weird is that after that normally pedals so you'll like in the beginning of the circuit, you'll sort of do the the like preamp. You kind of create the character of the sound, the gain, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you afterwards in the in that path, then you add like tone shaping stuff where you kind of like lop off a bunch of top end, for instance. Yeah. This cir- this circuit has no tone shaping. Right. After it's the very uh, treble oriented, right? And so that's yeah. When you especially on a bridge pickup, like you can get some screaming, crank and screamers. Yeah. Uh, to your point, it tons of trouble gets through, but. Um, Another weird thing that happens is that the volume control at the input does multiple things. It not only controls how much signal is hitting the clipping diodes, the clippers, but it also has like a low pass filter built. It's like this really strange thing. So I guess to that, you know, in that way, probably never want to use this on a bass because you're not going to get yeah, that the bottom wouldn't, end yeah, out of it. Um, also a bunch of stuff happening in the bias current. Uh, you, Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is super weird. So yeah. I love it was like an eight minute video. If anybody's interested, 
do some Google and harmonic, per- harmonic percolator circuit, circuit analysis. Uh, Didn't it, wasn't the was video it? titled like the nightmare with the harmonic percolator? Or something yeah, it like was that? a clickbait bullshit title. Okay. I, I was kind of like, I was kind of, I was waiting for the big payoff, but you know, no, there was no payoff. Well, otherwise it Is went, there it went ever over on my YouTube. Head. No, no. Got to go to Pornhub for that. All right. <laughs> Dude, you, this is exciting because you sent me a Craigslist link and I yeah. already had it in the outline. Dude. Because we've got a, a fucking cranky we Craigslist. Haven't, <laughs> we haven't talked about this in so long. I feel like this fell off like like months ago. And I don't, world, you should know, I still go on Craigslist at least once a day. Oh, it's yeah. not like there are, you know, I'm not. it's not because I'm not looking. There if are, I, I just, send you Craigslist, uh, there's a 90% chance you've already seen, right. seen the ad. And yeah. there, I just, I never see it anymore. And this guy, yes. he did two posts. I think one oh, of them got he? pulled down. Okay. One had a photo of Jack Bruce, I believe, for some reason, yeah. playing as uh, uh, an EB3. old, like a vintage Jack Bruce, like really yeah. young Jack Bruce. And, and the title was "Flag Me!" Exclamation <laughs> point, all caps. That is what you are saying when you post with no picture, no price. You morons just don't seem to get this yet. <laughs> this guy's so mad. <laughs> I just see the vein popping out of his neck. Dude. I should add Max also sent me this because Did, okay. yeah, I it's, mean it's it's, it's it's it was really dude, good. And I'm I've just been wondering like what happened to our do you think it's our old fellow from a few months ago? Do you think it's somebody <sighs> different? Someone carrying the baton? Somebody new? You know, passing the torch? It's tough to say the style feels a little different, but the anger is there. The anger is there. The <sighs> anger is real. I just again, world listening if you're in your local Craigslist, especially in the musical instrument section, and you see this kind of thing, yeah, I just say don't flag it. No, let's leave it. In fact, please screenshot it and send it and to send us. it to us. Please, Gearbuds Podcast at Gmail. I don't care if, send where us in the DM world you on are. Instagram, yeah. Gearbuds Podcast, Facebook, whatever. These are my favorite. Send things. these to us because also there's another funny image that's circulating the inter- around the internet right now. Except this one's real, and this one is a new logo. Yeah, we talked about that too. We did. Um, look, I think we have different opinions on it. What's your opinion? I liked the. I thought the original logo was more clever. So Guitar Center updated their right. Logo. Guitar Center updated their based logo. on. I I didn't know the heat that it was bringing. The Dude, controversy it's been for fucking years. Right, it has. But I Be- I guess if I you didn't, didn't know this already, folks, there was no G in Guitar Center. Well, it was a it was an acoustic guitar. See, body. I see the guitar as a as a graphic designer. Yeah, I'm just toot my own horn yeah. for a second. I thought it was a clever approach to the logo to turn turn the the guitar to mm-hmm. a, you know an angle so the the shape of an acoustic kind of looks like a g um totally. it's not the most brilliant thing in the world but it's it's cool yeah but now now that they've moved they put in a real g they put a real g they also i don't know if you noticed they also moved the i didn't know this before and i think that this was part of the design language you talk about of having that g angle or the guitar angle mm-hmm. the e in the center room was it. no it was it was the same the e was just turned right. like the I don't know what the like the there's a like the line the hard line in the middle yeah. of the E the instead of being what is it called the X height yeah the X height. instead of being case. the parallel <clears throat> parallel to the ground the mm-hmm. bottom it was at an angle now they've brought it straight across it just and reads it, and it's because they don't they don't have the weird cockeyed yeah. G guitar anymore I get it I just think it's funny that this like huge corporation was like all right, we got to change it, guys. Like we got to, we got to listen. Give the people what they want. As Although a, I will say, it was about fifty-fifty when I was reading. Oh, sure. The comments and the trolls and, and things it, like that. Neither of them are particularly good or bad in my yeah. in my opinion. And now I'm, that I'm sitting here looking at it and like staring at it, it the with the proper with the the new one, the word written out, it looks yeah. wrong to me now. See, I don't like it now. To me, it says good guitar center. <laughs> it's like <laughs> how people can't say zounds. Everyone's zz zounds right. or z zounds. To be fair, people were making fun of it, saying it said. 
Utar Center. So Utar Center, I don't know yeah. what's worse. It reminds me of what was that like? Didn't like they should have gotten rid of the C. They should have went to the add the G, get rid of the C. Just fucking really mess it what up. Was, on the, people. was it like Sonic the Hedgehog or something? The movie where like the internet freaked out and like they changed like all of the artwork. Oh yeah. They actually changed Sonic himself. Yeah, like the character through the whole movie. Because it, and I was in support of the internet's opinions here. Yeah. It looked it fucking looks, stupid. Because he had like teeth and stuff. It was like a human Sonic. Yeah, it, it was, was creepy. so fucking weird. It was creepy. And hair, sure. like strange hair. But that was the first time I saw somebody be like, oh, like, you know, we've already put all this money into something. And the internet, the power of the trolls and the power of the comments yeah. were like, we're changing this. So Guitar Center did it with their logo. I think it's hilarious. Just the whole, the whole thing, man. Give the people what they want, yeah. I guess. Uh, I, this is also an unpaid advertising, but I, I saw this and I feel like we should share it because it's a good deal. If you have never shopped on Reverb and you're interested in $10 off your first purchase, you can use the code TAPOP10 off 50 at Reverb.com right now. First thousand people that use it. So I just saw that. They sent me an email about that and I was like, well, first of all, why are they sending me the yeah. email? Because they have all of the records that I've bought everything there. But also, um, you know what? Just go do it. Yeah, check Tape them out. 10 off 50 I love at Reverb.com. There it is. Uh, oh, that's why it was from Tape Op, not Reverb. I was going to say, was that in your magazine? It was in, no, it okay. was the email from. I'm a ding. Tape I'm, I'm so distracted by the stupid guitar. That's all right. It's in your. It's in an eye shot. So. I was gonna. Um, before we get to Dave's docs, which sure. I'm excited to get to, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that I watched a freaking awesome. We've talked about these before. There is a new, good the collection series from Gibson, a new one, a new episode on yeah. YouTube uh, with Mike Campbell. Oh, really? And I think I that popped it. up in my little suggested. And I highly suggest it to He's you. He's awesome, man. He's so cool. Can I tell you just like the coolest thing I've ever seen in this video? Yeah. In his guitar room. So, you know, most, most, I mean, especially hotshot guitarists, you know, you start building a collection. Yeah. You, maybe you've got a room for it, right? Maybe you've got like some stands, Multiple you've got a rack, whatever. Maybe you've, maybe you've even got like a basement set up, whatever. Mike Campbell in his house has a full like, you know, fucking big ass jam room where his band practices sure. whatever the dirty licks or whatever i can't remember what they're called and there wasn't enough he felt like there was too much clutter so instead of having guitar stands or even guitars on the walls what he did was have a custom giant set of trussing built mm-hmm. you know like a big ass rectangle on the ceiling of the around room. the ceiling or around the ceiling or like through the middle of the ceiling sort of like a, like suspended sort of like in the middle of the ceiling okay. but like okay. you know a pie yeah and on all on that entire thing, it's just covered in guitars. And then he has a fucking switch or a button or maybe it's an iPad app. No. I don't know. And he they and then he can lower them down Come into on. the jam room. No way. And, all, and there's just like you know, there's Johnny Winter's Firebird. Bring me my guitar or whatever. No way. Yes, I've never seen anything like that. That's before. cool. I was yeah. man. I was thinking like, what kind of like. Bat cave like rotating thing. Oh, he calls it have? the guitar carousel. That's, That's right. I wrote beautiful. It down. So it's like a circular type shape. It, no, but it's it's a it's rectangular. It's like a tr- gotcha. you know trussing. Like the whole thing comes down. The whole thing comes down. That you know that cool. it, would, it would be used in like a basketball arena with yes. like lights when or they, some shit when on. When they there. raise and lower like the hoops and stuff like that. Yeah. So that highly recommend watching it. Uh, I'll also add. I thought this is badass. His collection. I mean, he's got everything, right? Yeah, of course. But he also does not care about gear. He just, he just like whatever really? it is, like he'll buy. It. And his, like for instance, he's got this one Firebird that's just so badass. And he like saw it. However, I don't remember the story how he came across it. <clears throat> and it was from the '90s. It's just like this really cool Firebird. And it turns out that it was Johnny Winters. You know? What? What? Yeah. So, um, 
it's just like and every single guitar that he has 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 a story like did he that. say like why he buys things then is it based on tone or just how he likes the, how they look or what like all yeah both okay right, right. yeah but it's right. he yeah but i think he was drawn but he's not like i bought thing. this because it was johnny winters or whatever like that was no just no after that, the was, fact. that was after that's fact. Cool. absolutely it's it, really no it's yeah he again he's not like pretentious about that yeah. stuff it's really cool um Sorry, I, I said that that was it, but I want to mention no, man, more things. No, man, this is a podcast. He played, uh, I didn't know this, uh, in the beginning of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, that Strat that Tom played all the time, mm-hmm. that was like a, I think it was a 57, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 59, like that, I can't yeah. remember. Maple uh, that was my, uh, Mike's. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And Originally in the band, Tom played bass. Yes. And they were like, he should play guitar. He played that. Then in Mudcrutch, he was the bass player. Yeah. A, a different guitar. Um, and then I also, uh, I just, I I, ha- I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the show, but um, or, or maybe not since he was originally on, but there was that. I just want to resurface a story from like 140 episodes ago when Shelby was on. Okay. And he told the story about Tom Petty inside CME. God, we're just talking, doing a lot. Yeah, of I kind of remember today. that. Yeah. And and really, there's no story. It's just that he was the coolest guy ever. And, you know, it was Tom Petty and just like walked in the store, was just like shopping around like yeah, it was no big deal. Dude. And then just like openly smoking weed in the store. Like oh, I, I think it was so like, funny. I, 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 I don't think it was just like a vape pen. I think it yeah. was like some oh, this sort of smoking is, yeah. device. Right, right, right. So just wanted to reiterate that story. R.I.P. Tom Petty, dude. R.I.P. Tom Petty. So go watch Mike Campbell. Is collection. it a Gibson video? It's is a Gibson video with okay. Mark Agnesi. Awesome. You know, here we go. Dave's Dax, 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 I'll try to keep this one a little quicker today. What do you got for us? Well, this is kind of fun. You know, sometimes Dave's Docs is fun because if I don't know what I'm going to watch, then I start going through my list, going through my YouTubes and kind of searching around. Wait, dude, have you watched the Questlove movie yet? Not yet. Dude, you got to watch that one. Is I want to watch it. I don't know. I want to watch it too. And I didn't know there was one. He won the, he won the Oscar. Really? Yeah. For a, okay. for a Dave stock. For a document, like best documentary Music doc, or something? Yeah. No shit. Uh, fuck. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, is it like about his life? And it's story? about, no, it's about. I think it's about music in Harlem in the '60s or something like oh, that. Oh wow! I don't, I don't know. The, I don't know. Sound, Sound of Summer. Or something. Oh, is that that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my list, man. That's, yeah, that's Questlove. Yeah, Johnny was telling me that I got to check that out too, and I just keep forgetting to actually. Tell I me when I'm, you're going to watch it, and then I'll make sure that we'll I do watch it, it too. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do, do it for thing. next week. Okay, or no, sorry, I keep, I keep. No, line. this is fine. I got a quick one today because uh, I sometimes I, I find bands that I, uh, I don't, I don't even know what happened to these bands. What do you mean? And they were very popular for a while, maybe in like the '90s. Uh huh. And uh, then they just stop banding. Then they just stop banding, and you're like, "What happened?" I'm not a I'm not a cult fan, so I don't know. You know, I don't follow these things. I'm okay. sure I'm sure they have a huge Who is it? cult following. I wanted to know what happened to the presidency of the United States oh, of America. I I want to know what happened to the presidency of the United States. Well, of I'll America. tell you, Pusa. They, uh, Pe- Peaches just came up in a work conversation a dude, couple days ago. I will tell you this: Peaches is my go-to if you're just having a fun karaoke night and they have it, which they don't often have it. That's a fun karaoke song. That's a good call. It's got a good I range. Need, I need a. I need some. It's got a good range. Song. It's light. It's not like you're trying to do like you know Diana Ross or something crazy like that. Diana you know, Whitney Ross. Houston. I don't know, like something really emotional. Really go for it, dude. So let's talk about Pusa. 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 We've got to say Pusa. Uh, so it's made. Uh, the guitar player is uh, Dave. It's a hard name to pronounce. Dave Detterer. Detterer. Okay. D e d e r e r. Detterer. And then Chris Ballou was the bass player. I think he was like the main singer. He was like the he was the ball guy. Oh, okay. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that. I thought yeah. the guy who played guitar or the like however many string guitar. I think they got it a little mixed around at the beginning of this doc. Yeah. Because uh, oh, I watched uh, Rock and Roll True Stories again. So you this love is those, like, dude. It's like ten minutes, yeah. and I'm like, and the guy talks so fast. <laughs> So I have to pause it to like take little notes or rewind it a lot of the times. I'm pretty sure at the beginning he mixed up their names okay. and I think it threw me off. But either way, yeah. 
so check this out. There's some actually some kind of cool facts about this. Band. Let's hear it. Well, they met in junior high. Those two dudes. Wait, is there no drummer? Uh, not yet. Okay. So they started off as a duo, but check this out. They met in junior high. Then they went to college together. I guess I don't even know if they were really friends. And then they met. They it, uh, years after college, they went to like a an alumni party or something, and there was like an open jam going on. And they just like started playing together and they're like, oh, we should like form a band. We've known each other already for like 15 years or something, but we should definitely go start this band. So they started as a duo. Um, this is actually kind of cool. The, uh, the guitar player fronted a busking band called Egg, which is like such a great band. It's such a great band. Name. It's such oh. a Seattle seven, like Seattle 90s, like dumb band name. Uh, they listed some bad band name. I couldn't get it all down, but uh, like the Lo-Fi's um, Love Battery. There were just a, just to name a few. Yeah, those are just like that. Like the, those could have been the name of the band in Say by the Bell or something. Like yeah, it was just really. But if you think like '90s comedy. Seattle, like yeah. you know, just dumb. Love battery. Um, <laughs> so then they met the drummer uh, Jason Finn, and because uh, they were just playing as a duo, they're like, we should kick it up a notch. Um, they were selling records basically out of the trunks of their cars. Kind of had day jobs and all this stuff. This is kind of interesting. What they said about the angsty like Seattle grunge scene yeah. in, a, in a comment. Uh, Blue responded, I don't really have much to say. Uh, I've had a really good life. Uh, I've had room, space, freedom to be imaginative, and I haven't had anyone close to me die. So he goes, I just dwell on good things. That mm. kind of stems from their music. So if people don't know, if you've got no presence yeah. in the United States, but they have a very lighthearted take I, on man, songs. I did and, not realize that they were a Seattle band. Yeah, I didn't actually either. Um, but they were they were with that whole grunge world, you know, in the I had 90s. no idea. Yeah, so... Um, this is interesting, and you might have noticed this before. Blue played a uh, two-string bass. Oh, oh yeah. And then uh, Dieter had a three-string guitar, yeah. and that was kind of their thing. Although I watched some live performances after, which, by the way, check out uh, President's United States of America at Mount Rushmore. And it's like, I think it's like mid-90s. What a confusing title. I know. But they're playing with <laughs> the Mount Rushmore in the back. It's crazy. And there's this little stage, and there's probably like, there might be like 100 people watching, but they're rocking. Like, they're true fans, and, and they are awesome, dude. I'm not joking. Really good live band. Wow. The drummer rules. Um, check this out. They had a, uh, they had a tie to, um, to Beck. Chris Ballou lived and played, he lived with and played with Beck um, around college. No way. As a multi instrumentalist. He said, I disliked the tone of the band. I like to reach out and take care of the audience, and Beck was not interested in taking care of the audience at that point, so it didn't work out for me. Huh. And, you know, maybe early Beck was maybe was just a little, like, closed off, you know, yeah. or something like that, so that kind of alluded to that. Uh, I forget which guy it was. Check this out. Um, I think it was Blue, and they wrote the song, he wrote the song Peaches, which was on their debut record, yeah. which went three times platinum, by the it way. It was on... Was it Electra? What or no, what's the oh the, Columbia the, was the, Columbia the yeah, label the red, the red they actually red. released that originally under an indie label because they were mm. so popular back then and then Columbia's like yoink and they just re released it I don't yeah. even think they remixed it or anything like that they might have my compact but, disc was definitely whatever the, the yeah you know the big label one that was. had a uh, lump Kitty and Peaches it was the um, oh Kitty I forgot about Kitty little, 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 yeah Kitty on my foot and I want to touch it you got one on your foot right now. Kitty on my um, I saw that's they got some catchy tunes, and so I th I believe that's the self titled record. So if you guys want to check that out, it's, it's a got, fun. Like, I think it's a frog on the cover, maybe. I don't know, I think like, like, just like a the, statue of a frog. There's like three people. I don't, just, know. I don't know. Anyways, um, check this out. Peaches is about a girl that he dated who had a peach tree in her yard. She later dated Kurt Cobain before he met Kurt, or before he met Courtney. That's how incredible. crazy is that? Yeah. So Definitely. like just like that's some Dave Coulier jagged little pill shit. Yeah, that's just kind of why I love the rock and roll true stories because they have these like fun facts like that's throughout the whole fact. thing. Here's another fun fact. Yeah, they were supposed to do SNL, but it was the night of that they were supposed to do it was the night of his wedding, so they had to decline. 
They oh. couldn't like cancel the wedding to go play SNL. Makes sense. Yeah, that sucks though. I don't know that if they ever suck. did though. I'm, they, I'm sure they went back and played it, right? They were. Yeah, that just feels like a like a just like, like a real scheduling. Just like just do it next week. Yeah, uh, they burned out from touring. They basically. How long did they? How many records did they put out? A few. They did. Like the second one only went gold, and I think that they were kind of like, oh man, only gold. Right. But then, I mean, compared to three times yeah, platinum. Sure. So then they're like, oh shit, well we got a tour, so they toured like crazy. Then they got tired of touring. They just wanted to like record and mm-hmm. like just have fun. Um, so they basically broke up. Then they got back together in like ninety eight. Uh, they played a fair. Oh, they played a farewell show. When did in that first record come out? Ninety five. Wow. So it was only three years. Yeah. Well, then check this out. Then they had a farewell show in ninety eight, which was this is cool. They donated all the proceeds from that show to charity, which I thought was really cool. Love that. Um, then they released some compilation records. They kind of fucked around. They started solo projects. Uh, Dave Dieter auditioned for Weezer. I guess I didn't know that. Wow. In the late nineties. I didn't know they ever replaced a guitar player. Or they whatever. replaced the bass player. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Okay, well there you go. Maybe he maybe auditioned for bass. I think again. I think they mixed up the two guys' names. I should really get to the bottom of this before I. This is this is something kind of important. R- perfect for the symphony, right? So we'll figure it we'll out. Figure it out next, next week. week. Um, they reunited as a band called the Quitters in two thousand. That's amazing. So this is pretty funny. And then they <laughs> they had to buy their name back from Columbia. So they spent like all the money. To get presidency United what States, a, name. what a stupid name to have to buy back to this thing. That's yeah, just it's like, like not even like. But I guess if they would have used it, they would have got sued. Uh-huh, so, so they, they were, were the quitters. They tried to be the quitters, and that flopped. And then they're like, "All right, we need our name back." Then they quit again and reformed again in two thousand two. And do you, then, wait, do you think they could have just changed the name to Pusa, like P Y O O S? I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe, but I think people call them that kind of for short, like some of their fans and stuff. They did. So. Oh yeah, I would always say Pusa, yeah. but like, but. Oh, like Not, spell it like out? P, yeah, exactly. Like P, like the name of the band That's is P Y. That would have been a good move, rather than trying to like challenge a major yeah. record label and get sued and all Pusa. that stuff. Um, then they broke up finally in um, 2016. So that was they had a good run, a big run. I mean, they they broke up on and off, on and off. Um, but I will say this: I did make a note. Definitely watch the in front of Rushmore performance. Yeah. It's fucking super fun, super garagey, loud. Now here's the cool thing: there was some neat gear spotting. So we talked about the three, the two string bass and yeah. the three string guitar. The gear spotting that they played in that was different. Um, guitar player dudes playing a strat, just a basic strat with all all the strings. Yeah, all the strings. And then this is what I didn't get: um, the singer, who I guess is the bass player, the bald dude. He's playing a Gibson Melody Maker with all six strings. But there is absolutely a hundred percent sure that there's bass being played, but there's no bass. Maybe on stage. There, maybe there's just like off screen. I'm thinking or either octave or pedal. Because, I mean, there's a part where he's clearly playing a bass line on the guitar. So I'm thinking maybe they did like a Local H style, uh-huh. like Octaver thing. Or he has like some kind of maybe uh, like long scale strings on the guitar or something, like a thicker string gauge. It definitely sounded like bass, but then he's strumming it like guitar no, at the same point. I'm very curious. And it didn't sound muddy. Go check this out. It's really cool. It's only like a little 20 minute performance. Yeah. Uh, super fun. The drummer, again, just fucking ripped. So awesome doc i didn't need more to the story i was it was brief and i was satisfied they're with that. They're, they're the kind of band that their music just it's it's pretty superficial the doc is not superficial in a negative way it's just like it's it, all you surface. don't have to think. you don't need the depth with it it's just nope. entertainment and i think the the doc actually fixed you know it actually worked well with that being like oh i wanted to know so much more i don't want to watch a two-hour documentary <laughs> about the band so i think that was cool um i think cult fans appreciate them and um you know they had a following i wasn't one of them but i i liked the songs dude so how many how many peaches i gave it a six and a half out of ten peaches <laughs> and honestly i could give it a little higher of a score because rock and roll true stories they do a good job yeah. of, of getting all that doing all the research and doing it doing the, a lot of the legwork for Absolutely. me 
So maybe I'll give it a solid seven out of seven out of ten peaches. Some peaches, extra point five. That's a lot of peaches. That's yeah. a lot of juice running. Fun band though, man. Like really fun live. Like they, you know, goof around on stage and like it was cool. I kind of missed that. Like it was simpler times back. Simpler then, you times. Know? So. Back in I was the thinking about how, how polarizing it would it be today to name your band Presidents of the United States of America. You know, it would just be like a whole different thing to be like, oh, are you guys political? Which they really weren't, you know, and it's just like such a funny thing to name you your band. a band that. called the House of Representatives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, there you go. Burning down the house. Here we go. Let's get into future gear by going way back let's, to the year 1967. Let's talk about this guitar again, man. I was just <sighs> so excited. I just want to take a moment to just kind of gaze at it with you. Yeah. It was very, we were talking about this. I don't know if we were talking about this on microphones or not before. It's even though you don't, you know, like to play in my tuning and stuff, it's still so great hearing someone else who's, who can get their way around an instrument, play your guitar. Yeah. I, I look, I hate to, I hate to have to repeat myself, but I'm a little bit of, I'm a little bit of a cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> Watch come over and uh, play my guitar. Not later. for anyone, right. you know what I mean. Like, I was like, "Geez, buy me a drink first or something." You know, it's off, which is funny because I actually drink your beer. That no, that's okay. Like, I think that's the first time that's ever happened. I needed in to life. take a week off. So here's what I love, man. Yeah, I to me this guitar because we were comparing it to your 335, mm-hmm. which for people who don't know, you have a 73, 74, 74, 335, 335 sunburst, sunburst. It looks like you have good and bad, like spy versus spy, like twins. <laughs> or something. You know, like. The sunburst totally looks so dude. like happy and kind of hippy dippy, <laughs> and then this thing is like straight out of hell. It's mean. Like it looks like it could ride on the back of a motorcycle, which is kind of funny too, considering that between the two, obviously, if you don't know the the main sort of differences between a three thirty five and a three thirty, are that a three thirty five has humbuckers, yep. and a solid center block. Even though it's semi hollow, it's got those wings with f holes and air and on the inside of the mm. guitar. Down the middle, it's still a solid guitar. Right. The three thirty has p nineties, which are single coils, and it's fully hollow. There's no center block down the middle so uh they are much more prone and it, to feedback it and sound off. completely different it threw me off too because the p90s on this which you know i don't think they do anymore have the nifty like chrome covers or mm. actually gold hardware i think originally on this yeah thing. so we should say the guitar it looks is, like humbuckers from afar but has gold hardware but it's been played so hard that it's been it's all it looks like chrome basically yeah, for yeah. the most part you can see you can see it more the most amount of gold i think on well, like the bridge the wang the wang stick and then also the the treble pickup the bridge pickup the neck pickup straight up looks like it could have been chrome and just like you know it was worn and rusted and stuff yeah so you think it could have been replaced with a chrome one or so okay so the guitar has all the original the wood is everything original there's no breaks which is miraculous yeah they told you that like you asked they told me that yeah. and then um the pickups and electronics but the pickups and pots all original awesome yeah uh, and they sound old replacement too. covers um oh and the bridge the bridge is original with the nylon saddles the replacement covers on the um, pickups. Uh, it has a an, an add-on Wang stick, which, which I don't know anything. Neither about of us have seen. I've never seen one that looks like. When this I in saw my it life. at a glance, I thought it was like one of those Maestro, you know, that uh, the the, 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 the sideways the Bola deal. Yeah, the sideways one. Uh, no, it's not that. It's a little bit better of a design, but not quite as good of a design, in my opinion, as a Bigsby. Um, right. It's still interesting. I, I'll live with it for a minute. Probably put a Bigsby on there eventually. Uh, and it also has replacement tuners. Actually, they're also old, but better than the... Yeah. At the time, the 330 was almost sort of seen as a step down from the 335. Okay. So they put slightly cheaper things. They've had It had cheaper tuners originally than the 335 did. My, my 335 has replacement tuners on it too. So. I think, I mean, that's... Tuners, as long as they look good... 
Um, because some people replace them with like horrendous looking, especially on like bases and stuff, like oh fenders. God, They'll yeah. do like the not short stem ones. I'm like, what are you doing? But um, as long as they look pretty accurate and they work better, to me, that's a huge upgrade. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I will. I will always. It's a player's guitar. Those. Um, you know the um, it's a it's a refin we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So that's like the a really the, nice one. I might add. And you know, and they didn't. Re- this guitar was not available originally. It's never been sold in black. So right. that that just looks just extra fucking cool. Looks cool. It originally was. Did we talk about this already? It was only originally in um sunburst like my 335 yep. and, and then, natural right and and the word is from what i've read from like the olden times is that then I, I don't know what finish this was originally yet but they would supposedly pick the like the nicest looking wood for the natural finish and back yeah then. here's something that we haven't talked about yet one of the dave's docs that we did recently was a factory tour yes it was it was a gibson factory tour it was in 1967 yes it was it is possible that this guitar sitting in this room right now yes. was in a video that we talked about <laughs> at is, length. It is very on possible. this podcast. We talked about <clears throat> that doc longer than the doc actually was. Uh, I we, think, I think yeah. so too. And and like they they spent a, a good amount of time focusing on the bending of the the sides of a semi hollow or really, possibly hollow guitar like this. So really cool. We process. could have seen this guitar. Yeah, being that made body that may video. have been like sitting there. You never you know. never know. Um, do you have? So I was going to ask you: Is there any? Can you look up the serial and will it give you more information? Because Gibson has a pretty good site for that, right? Yeah the 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 um, but the 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 way that the serial numbers were done back then, there were some people that thought originally this guitar was in 1969. CME has verified that it is a 1967 okay. guitar. Okay, and is that based on the pickup codes and stuff? Like they that? when they took it all apart, the, the combination of the serial number with the pot. Uh, codes and the yeah. like the, like I said the pickups are original too there's no there's no like identifying mark on the bottom of the pickups or anything but the pots you can so you create. don't really have a way of finding out what color it could be though, right originally you could I mean you could there's get, not like a sticker maybe I inside could, or anything I don't, yeah I don't that's a good point I don't know I mean, I well, you know, sometimes it just doesn't. You just scrape some fucking finish off, you know, maybe by accident. But yeah, um, and I will say again, the finish is beautiful. I mean, it's slick. They, but you look like you can put it, your finger right through it, man. It. It's it's painted beautifully. It's, it's yeah, it's like a got a piano like sort of mm-hmm. like depth to it. Yep. Um, so let me tell you a couple things I love about this guitar already. All right. One. It is of the era of that we've also talked about at length on the show of Gibson guitars where they made narrow necks. Yes. And by that, I mean, instead of the sort of quote unquote standard one and 11 16th inch, they went down to one and five eighths or 10 16. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, we're talking about a 16th of an inch, but it makes a legitimate difference. Yep. It's as Dave and I were sort of talking earlier, kind of to me, it's sort of like, kind of like a jazz bass thing. It's like a little bit skinnier, which some people may or may not like, but for me, it just, even with my big hands, fucking it just prefer it yeah i prefer it Mm -hmm. so there's that something that i like about it that i didn't expect where the neck meets the body yeah you showed this to me and i thought this was fascinating isn't that strange man so on a on a standard gibson 335 or 345 355 the guitar the body meets the neck at the 19th fret you kind of you like you that's where the mickey mouse ears start to spread out from Mm -hmm. do the whole thing on the 330 and and I should add, we haven't talked about this yet. The guitar, the Epiphone Casino, the most made famous by Keith Richards and the Beatles, that they made from 1961 to 1969, was made in the exact same factory as this. It's essentially the exact same construction with right. different headstocks. So yep. just so everyone is aware of that. But if you're looking at that, so imagine John Lennon's guitar. If you're, yes, you know the rooftop uh, performance that meets at the 16th fret, and it's so that means that your hand, instead of when you're playing the cowboy position, it's a little bit closer to your body than on a 330 than it is on a 335 noticeably notably it's a noticeable difference yeah and i and i 
and I noticed it as I like I didn't do it back to back, but I noticed it when I put that guitar on and I was like, oh, wow, this is like short. So then when Dave came over, I made sure I just like had you have that guitar on. Yeah. And then I handed you like I was like, hold it, play it. Now quickly switch to the 335 and you, you just, just like your arm, your whole my arm was like, whoa. And, and I thought first thing that runs through my head, I'm like, oh, is this a different scale? But, you know, like Same you said, scale the on. entire guitar is shifted inwards. Yep, bridge and all. That's so cool. Um, so it's a smaller footprint. It is. So it's a shorter instrument. But the scale from the bridge to the tip of the neck is the same. Yep. Yeah. So it's like all guitars of that era, you know, laminated maple uh, top, solid maple back. It's got a mahogany neck, uh, rosewood fingerboard. Uh, we talked about the um, nut width, which is that's why I prefer this particular yeah. era of Gibson. I think they went back to... In seventy five, I think maybe is when so they went back to the wider. Has the same. The three thirty five is the same nut. with is that the nut width on my Les Paul is the one in eleven sixteenth, which is a little bit wider. Okay, I still love it, but it's I, my preference is the slightly yeah. skinnier. I'm not sure if I would prefer it on a Les Paul actually. Um, I, you know what I did? I had a I had a nineteen seventy Les Paul, but it didn't it it didn't have the skinny neck nut. So maybe they didn't do it on all the guitars. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so we talked about that. We talked about the fact that there was a single pickup version for a while. I, you know, they didn't make it during this time though. Sixty seven in nineteen sixty two, they um they stopped doing right. the single pickup thing, uh, and then in nineteen sixty eight, the year after this guitar, they moved the neck to the same location as the three thirty five. Mm-hmm. That flopped. Nineteen sixty nine, final year. That they made them. Let so. me ask you a question because we were talking about replacing the tailpiece. If you go Bigsby, are you going to try to find a, an old one, or are you going to just buy a new one? <sighs> you know, that's a great It'd be question. Cool to find an old one. That I don't matched. want. On, I'll put it this way: I don't want one that looks new. Right. Right. So that's that's tough because you, I mean, usually, I mean, a Bigsby. That's going to be a tough, a tough change. I mean, realistically, I'm going to live with that as is for a yeah. while because I just, like we're even saying, I didn't put my strings on it yet. Like I left it with the setup from CME because they just did it such a perfect. freaking impeccable job setting yeah. this guitar up that I don't want to touch it. Yet. Well, and that was another thing that was a big selling point. You know, we were talking about it last night where I was like, dude, even if, you know, you should buy this thing tonight or have them hold it for you because if somebody buys it and you wake up tomorrow and it's gone, you're going to be pissed. And I said, one thing you know for sure is it's going to be set up perfectly. So you, you know, did say that. I mean, they, they just do such a good job over there you know like they don't sell shit that's you know not playable or whatever. yeah it's weird the, for something like this i really wanted to get my hands on it first because i have played some duds mm-hmm. but this i this the, the second i picked it up i, I mean I, I tried to sort of like play it cool but i knew i was like oh i'm yeah i'm gonna buy this but also yeah. i'm still gonna just go crank some amps and now you were telling me and i wanted to save it for the pod but you went in there you know you got a little break you know i don't know work people listen to this or whatever <laughs> We'll edit that out. Um, PTO. When you headed over there on Saturday and purchased yeah. this, <laughs> no. Um, so you went in. You said you played a few other guitars first. I did. Yeah. Just for you were just kind of like, let me just get warmed up. Well, here. so it was. It was kind of uh, you know. I just when I'm in that store, I'm gonna pick, pull some guitars off the wall. But it was so. It was that. It was. Um, I was waiting for my buddy Jeff. He was tied up a little bit okay. so um so you were just doing a little couch noodling or something like i that? was just walking around yeah having some schwangs went downstairs anything you like well then i'll but I'll also say that also, uh he was he had the guitar hidden for me so it wasn't yeah because like oh, if it was out i would have just grabbed it and started playing of it course. but he had it sort of hidden downstairs for me you were so waiting to i was waiting for the, no and i was waiting he had he made a call to like have one of the stock people run gotcha. it for him. okay gotcha. so that was the other thing uh, i played a couple murphy lab Gibsons. Oh, how do you? What's yeah? What's your opinion on those? I think things? they're great, man. I think they're, they look amazing. They're they're very well made. Honestly, like they look like you. If you, I just like if in your brain, if you were to imagine what a sort of like 
perfectly aged yeah well-kept old gibson would look yeah, like they don't have the on the wall they wear. look they look just great yeah uh you know they're also a murphy lab guitar cheap. is like it's i mean it's more expensive than that 67 sitting next to oh, us right yeah. now too so Big it's time. like you know it's that's kind of tough i don't know but um there those were great they had a 62 you know triple pickup sg les paul custom but that was in white the, uh, that was in, the, the in the in the uh in the fancy case yeah because dude, they they don't have a burst right now because they've been selling them. Like they don't even, like that's like the you know one of the fanciest guitars in the shop. It's crazy, people uh, or that they have you know, processed right now. Um, I played. Uh, there was a um, a really cool jazz master that I took off the wall. Oh yeah, that they, but dude, I'll tell you, no, it was a new one. It was one of the their like custom shop Chicago. Specials. Oh yeah, specials. Yeah, they. I the one thing I did notice. I mean, they had some, and they always have good stuff there. They have the best shit, but like. They've been having such a hard time keeping stuff in stock that they just didn't have a ton of vintage stuff even on the walls right. as much as usual. It was a lot more of the custom shop, newer, you know, like Fender, all the Fenders, because they have such a deep relationship with Fender and Gibson. Oh, yeah. A lot of Fender and Gibson up yeah. on the walls. But then even PRS, too, has a whole section now. So, cool. um, yeah, but then but then finally the guitar came up. and uh, Yeah, dude. The heavens parted. You saw it coming, and you're like, oh, boy. So I opened the case. And I haven't showed you this yet because I wanted to surprise you, but there is a hang tag and I don't know who wrote this. Maybe the guy, maybe the guy who they bought this from at the, like the guitar show oh, they went the to, store the but there is a hang tag and I want, and I want you to just read it to into the microphone. 67 Gibson ES dash three, three zero complete restoration. Yep. I think he's meant to say resuscitation. I don't know what he had Rest, there. It's restoration with a U. Oh, yeah. U-R-R-E-T-I-O-N. But you'll get to the good part next. Of tweaker basket case. Of tweaker basket case. <laughs> what? Plays and sounds fine. Original pots, electronics. Uh, I can't read the last part. U-N-K maybe or something. It, uh, hard shell case. Uh, wait. Resurrection of Tweaker Basket Case. So that means there is some crazy story that goes with this guitar that I don't have it yet. That they he the guy got this guitar from some Tweaker Basket Case, and then uh, you got to get some more info, dude. I mean, I can't wait till you talk to your talk to your boy. Tweaker Basket Case on a hang tag. What the guy hell? Like I have to keep that. it in for like math or something I, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it was probably all fucked oh, up. And maybe Sophie. they restored it. At the shop, at the shop where isn't where it, it fun to, to to dream? I love the old stories of like where did this come from? I remember that sixty one P that I had that was uh, the stripped finished one mm. um, that had old church pamphlets in the hard case That's when so I got cool. it, and I was like, oh, this was like a church base, and it probably just sat around. Yeah. It had like three strings on it. Oh my god! Yeah, could have played in Pusa. Yeah, exactly. Man, so it's for the it's actually I, I would say it's ironic, but it's actually almost kind of the opposite of irony in that right before this, yeah, like a day or two ago. We were talking about how I brought this up. I was like, I've got to be honest with you. I was thinking about how, like, between us, between Dave and I, we like the idea. We we joke a lot about this idea of of the weirdos and whatever. Do your own thing of the people that buy like fourteen of the same exact blue bass or sure. whatever. So like we, the blue jazz bass is like the, the thing blue that jazz we always bases, joke about. The guy yeah. who had like four thousand blue jazz bases. Yeah. Yep. So I said that I could go. I was thinking about it. And I could see myself going full blue jazz bass, but specifically with the Gibson 300 series. And then like oh. a day or two later. I, that popped up. So you were, oh, we had, we had talked about that before. We you had talked this. about that a couple days ago. You're right. You're right. I was like, dude, oh man. I, Cause like I had just been like looking at them and even like, I don't know. I hadn't even sent you this listing yet. And we, and, and now. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> Here it is. Well, at least that would be like different types of guitars. Right? Yeah, a three thirty. I mean, to, even this to the layman, yes. Looking at that next to a three thirty five, you're, you're like, that's the same guitar. Yeah, I, I until you start looking at it closely. But it, then you notice that it's a fully hollow, different pickups. Yeah. It's really a construct, constructed very differently, and, right. and feels and sounds a lot different too. Uh, but at but, least you would have like some, you know, some different tools in the toolbox than the guy who has sixteen, sixteen blue jazz bases, blue SX jazz bases. SX, exactly. they were SX. Yeah. Um, one other question I had yeah. for you about this: If are you going to replace the knobs? Because those I, aren't original. I'm always tempted to put wood ha- witch hats on anything. Yeah, you no know, speed knobs on that thing. <laughs> might look cool, dude. Black speed, black speed, dude. Speed that would make it look too eighties. I'm, I no, I would go if I did anything. I do like the reflectors on there. Yeah, I would get some. I mean, I just like black witch hats on black guitars. Yeah, and it's the same. This I want the same. Because I have black speed knobs on my custom. Right. I want to get old witch hats for that too. So yeah. maybe I just need to buy eight freaking witch hats instead of four. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, that with the, uh, with, you know, maybe or maybe not the bridge upgrade. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to. Yeah. Those would be different. the things I don't, I mean, that I'm happy with everything else about it. Yeah. Oh, I guess the one other thing I'll say that the, and this is common with any guitar like this, the uh, bridge pickup is a little bit, it has, it measures at a higher output, but it, it is a little wimpier in comparison to the neck pickup. Yeah. So I'm just going to get a little shim. Little Did you shim measure action. them with your uh, little meter? No, but the but CME did. Oh, okay. I think it's like eight and ten or something okay, like cool. that. Uh, so oh yeah, so you can raise it with it. You were telling me about this. Yeah, you just get there's yeah. just like a little these like little wooden shims. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stumac sells them. People sell them. Yeah, and they're shaped to be the same size as a dog ear. Yeah, you could of course fashion these sorts of things yourself. I'm just gonna buy them because it'll be a few bucks. Yeah. and then that will allow me to uh, raise raise the whole pickup a little bit closer yeah. to the strings. And it's then noticeably a little quieter. Just a little bit quieter. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, man? It's I'm I'm. I'm in full full honeymoon romance. It's awesome, dude. Over the moon, whatever with it. It's it's so cool and it, it like it it's it, it is the, it might be the coolest looking guitar I have, but man, it sounds really good too. It is and it is over the top and, and, and obnoxious, but like it will be my couch guitar because unplugged it just sounds incredible. Well, that's the thing I first noticed when you handed it to me. I strummed it and I was like, "Oh, this I mean, it, it's loud enough to not play acoustically, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, but like it, you can, you it's can resonant. play without plugging it in. Oh, absolutely. Super resonant and super lightweight too. Did we talk about that? Yet? We didn't talk about that. And that's funny too, because so like going from my Les Paul custom yeah. to the, the, the 335 used to be my light guitar. Right. And then now going from the 335 to this, this is definitely the light guitar. Yeah. I think it's like six pounds. It's I was going to say very it, light. it feels like around seven or yeah. Yeah, even lighter maybe, but yeah, dude, because it's, it's hollow, you know, purely hollow. Yeah, man. It's. It's the fucking coolest guitar I think you own, man. I, I honestly like. I'm super jealous. It's. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Are you, you gonna Are you gonna go? You are you gonna get a pick guard for it? Because it. For it people does not who have the original pick guard. Who will probably see the photo? It doesn't have the pick guard. You know, I would only. Would it be a? Would it be a? Uh, what color would it be? I would have to get a black pick guard yeah. for it. Uh, I have. I think that the originally they only had black pick guards. I don't think that. Yeah. Oh, really? With the natural and with the sunburst. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because my 335 has a black pick guard. Okay. I think, yeah, I think it'll, it would just be a, a black 335. Although it would have to be a slightly different shape to account for the, uh, P, the dog ear P90 deal. Yeah. You'd probably have to find something very specific. I'll, I'll probably have to get an actual old one. Which yeah. I probably want to do anyways, just considering the guitar. I like that pretty idea. Original. Yeah, I like that idea. It's Wouldn't worth the expensive. hunt, and it's not something you need to get. Like you, you can't play it until you have that. So no. it's like that's a fun thing you can set aside. Or we could do another project with Stingray and have three D print another one, or see. Oh, he CNC'd me uh, once for remember for the uh, that Gretsch. He made that's right. custom pick guards. He, he made you a few, didn't he? Yeah, which I kept for sure. Yeah. Even though I sold the guitar, I'm not going to give you my special custom pick card. Get out of town. Yeah, come on. 
Um, so that's it's fucking I don't know. beautiful. I feel man. like we, we've we've sort of talked through it. The, I will say again, I, like I haven't changed the strings yet because the, the setup was so yeah. good. But I do plan on putting my much heavier strings and stuff. Well, I liked there. your idea where you were like, I'm just going to play the shit out of it for now, and then eventually do the setup yourself with the new strings, mm-hmm. and then you'll be like, Wow, this is definitely it's, mine. This is mine. Yeah, it's fucking cool, bro. I I'm super stoked. It's uh again like mid 60s guitars are like my favorite era so it's my first 60s gibson i've had interesting i've had a bunch of 70s stuff yeah and and beyond and i have a 50s banjo but um right my first and you've got a you've got a 60s gibson acoustic right isn't that yeah i've got the lgo yeah Yeah. it's the early 60s but this is my only yeah my only 60s gibby yeah man uh, it's probably i can't imagine any any reason that i'd get rid of that no dude incredible it's It's so so fucking rad yeah i mean that's that's pretty cool. And then with the issue with the thing popping out at the bottom, the string was popping out a little on that yeah, high that's, E string. That's, that's, Is that's just, just a normal thing. That's a thing that happens to me. Yeah. And and it's and it depends on the guitar too, because that has the, like a softer, um, less sort of steep break angle on the uh, bridge itself, like mm-hmm. in the groove. Gotcha. And I and I hybrid pick and I, I do a lot of up picking and not mm-hmm. even just like upstroking but i'll literally, literally like hit up on the string it's kind of just like my own not great technique which works really good on a guitar that doesn't have two light strings on there but putting the much heavier strings like i'll have on there eventually yeah uh, that will i, I would imagine that'll probably help yeah because you're not going to do any modifications to like do anything to that no. no no i think it's really just that i mean i'm down to a d on the high e string and it's a, probably that's probably a 10 and yeah. i'll have at least a 12 on there so uh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe how fucking awesome it sounds. Also, it's cool that it's P90s. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. that's another reason why it seems like it's just different from what you already that's own. Right. You know, if it was Humbuckers, would be like, well, you got a 335. Now I've got already. a fully hollow Gibson and a semi-hollow yeah, Gibson. Yeah, so recording's coming soon, man. I just want to, all I want to do is just strum it and listen to it. <laughs> but then I plug it into the Baltzar. Dude, or when the you Kemper plugged it in and you were like, doing, like, some of that cool finger-picky shit and, like, some of those, like, riffs, I was like, dude, this thing is just a, it sounds, it's, it's like more more midi and punchy than like the humbuckers. It's almost more like specific to each note. Like each note is more defined. Oh, it feels like interesting. Yeah, there is there is a certain clarity for clarity, sure. Yeah, yeah, and and I do hear that with Pinizer. It's like a bark, but it's also this because I prefer with this. I mean, in general, I kind of play sort of clean. I, I play fuzzed out shit too, but like yeah. in general, I'm, I live more in the clean world. And like that, yeah, I I was hearing. And it, that's new strings and all that stuff too. But like, the, I, I agree the pickups, especially going from those like sort of muddy sounding pickups on that Eastwood that I got recently. And then yeah. like playing these is just, Oh like, yeah. Oh my God. That's it's, this is what real, real good pickups sound like. It really is. I mean, it really makes a difference, you know? And like people, people, that idea of like, you know, people chase the tone and like they buy all these replacement pickups and stuff. But I mean, Gibson had it right. You know, they did it right for a reason. Hmm. I feel, I honestly, I feel lucky to, to be the, the steward of this instrument. Yeah. To, well, you're going to play it too, you know? Oh yeah. I'm at home. I mean, it's going to a good player. I'm glad you have it, man. And you know, it felt good. I'll say, uh, Jeff, Jeff sort of said a similar thing, not necessarily about the good player, but he's, he's like, this is a really special guitar and I'm glad that you get to be the one yeah. that, that buys it. So. Yeah. Me too, man. Me too. All right. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about some other gear All stuff right. that happened in the world because I mean, we've got to, that's what we do on this show. Um, I want to keep it in the string world for a second because I've got a question for you, Dave. Okay. How slinky is too slinky? <laughs> uh, with the strings? With the strings because Ernie Ball makers of world famous slinky uh, electric guitar strings have unveiled their 2022 lineup and they are now offering what they've called a zippy slinky six string pack that features the compass compass company's lightest ever string gauges i want you to guess for me 
What do you think the top high E string is? Standard slinky is a 10. Right. And the lighter they are, the more slinky they would be, like the, the higher than or the lower the number. Correct. So you'd be like a nine, eight, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, seven? It's a seven. Is it? Yeah, I've never seen that in my life. I've heard of eights. I've yeah. played nines. There's, it's a seven. The, the low string is a 36, which that's usually like a D string. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, or wow. maybe it may be an A, depending on your Um. Side. So the point of that being like, it, would that would be good for like a jangleier tone kind of thing? Uh, I think it's just because it's uh, people like light strings because they're easier to play in yeah. some ways. For me, that's true. I, I like... I go out of tune too easily when I play as also I tuned down so I couldn't use those anyways right but if you're yeah if you're playing a standard tuning and you have a, a, like a, a if you have good control and touch then mm-hmm. you can play light strings like that also if you're a hard picker you're gonna be breaking strings like crazy Ooh, I wonder if that'd be also better if you use like a vibrato like that too you know like a like a whammy who knows you know if you can get more I just know flexibility. that for me we got we should try I've some of these zero, I play 12s or 13s these yeah. are sevens you know what right. I mean? it's like that's just it's I don't but you could bend the heck out of them to right the moon and back you know what's funny about that like with bass strings i thought i read one time that there's more tension on a thinner string for bass specifically and maybe this was like with flat lines or something because when i was buying i like the standards um just you know like the 95 i don't i, don't, I think you've got been misled my friend right that doesn't make sense that doesn't it make doesn't really make sense, sense right yeah but if it's if it's bigger around i mean the I know same it'd be a the, stronger sta- the same tension to, to achieve the same pitch with a higher tension or with a higher gauge string requires a, an all an increase in tension uh, as well. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's just yeah. how it, it has to be yeah. with uh, with the material staying the same. Right. I don't know. I mean, flat ones maybe. I don't know. But I like, don't know. Yeah. Just like the like the laws of physics. That makes sense because if yeah. I'm imagining like a really thin string, that would be easier to bend. Exactly. Obviously. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. Um, well, you got some flat ones recently. I did. I haven't put them on yet, but I I got distracted. Well, that was funny because we were texting last night and I was like, you're like, maybe if I get, you know, unlazied, I'll uh, get up and, you know, restring that jazz master. I was like, go do it, man. It'll be sweet. And then, and then like that whole guitar thing came along and the whole thing just fell apart. Yeah. So so there have been no, no restrings yet. (laughs) I was also going to send you a base six today and I was like, he's buying a a really nice, (laughs) it was like a Squire for like 450, you know, like one of the baritone ones. And I was like, dude, those squares are not bad. Well, like, I saw it for know. under 500 and I yeah. was like, you know, this is kind of the deal. Fuck, dude, if it had been any other day, I would right. have bought it. Right. Right. Because I mean, those are going for seven, eight hundred. Yeah, right. like. So it was kind of funny. I was like, nah, I'll leave him alone. Yeah. He's uh, he's at he's actually looking at like real awesome guitars. right now. So. Dude, I literally last night, like even after just like having Jeff put it on hold for me or whatever, I just I just. I sat there and looked at the well, web dude. Listing. You were like, I've just been staring at the listing. Like, I've just had it up, like refreshing the page to make sure nobody buys it. I'm like, you should just get it. Okay, you know what? I, what else we got? I've got a whole bunch of other stuff. What do I want to talk about? You know what I want to talk? I just want to talk about a, a, a gear, a big gear thing, kind of happened. Okay, that we can close out with because we haven't really been talking plugins that much recently. No, and a big thing happened with plugins that I like sort of started happening last year, but I guess it's like, or maybe two years ago, but this now is it's bigger like big than thing. the UA, the UA one where they're allowing people without their, their software to use their plugins or I mean their hardware to use their plugin. No, cause that's, that's huge that's, news to me. That's as big as it gets. This yeah. is pretty big though. Close. And they might, that might be why not as many people are talking about this, but okay. I think it's crazy because I didn't know this last year, native instruments, you know, they make oh, so many plugins that people use all the time. Yeah. Contact reactor, Fantastic. all the big names. They joined forces with Isotope, oh. who also make massive yeah, plugins. Right. I had no idea. If I had to name two, those would be the ones that I could think of. Well, there are now three new members to the family. 
Plugin Alliance, who you may or may not know, Brainworks. Brainworks is interesting because, speaking of Universal Audio, a number of Universal Audio plugins have been developed in conjunction with Brainworks, or there are just straight up Brainworks plugins on Universal Audio's platform. They are now part of this family, as is a new company called Soundstacks. As of today, all five of those, or I guess yesterday when the press release came out, all five of those are called Soundwide. Okay. So cool. again, Native Instruments, Isotope, Plugin Alliance, Brainworks, and then a new brand new company called Soundstacks. This is their new their conglomeration. new conglo- conglomeration is called Soundwide. Uh, Plugin Alliance and Brainworks. I didn't know this. Already share a founder and CEO, Dirk Ulrich or Ulrich. I'm not sure. Um, Soundstacks is a brand new company I mentioned from Cesar Ferrari, which is a badass name, <laughs> and Julian Storer creator of the open source framework juice which a lot of people love uh they're i guess they're focusing on really sort of like pie in the sky future crazy future basically stuff that we talk about in future gear like those kinds of weird plugins that don't exist yet like not modeling others if they're doing like brand new things um to kick things off with a bang they've got uh let's see a great selection of tools from the whole portfolio that you can download for free right now in total, there are eight free plugins worth over $1,700 at full price, only available through April April 26th. So this episode comes out the 18th-ish. You've got a full week from this when this comes out. Go download. I already, de- I already did. I already nice. had a couple of them, um, but the there's like this whole pack of, from just all of the people that aren't native instruments and isotope that I didn't have any of them, and I downloaded all of them and already have installed them. So go get them. It's Hell a, yeah, it's a bunch of free stuff. Nice. Um, there's a, from uh, Ethereal Earth is the plugin that you get with uh, the Native Instruments thing. It's a, um, it's kind of like a, a synthesizer, but it's got like sort of earthy sounding things as you might imagine, like <laughs> sitars and gongs okay. and such. World instruments and shit exactly. Like and then Isotope, uh, you get Neutron Elements, which is kind of like their light version of the kind of like here. Every, here's everything that Isotope does in like the lightest way possible. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, and it doesn't have any of the really sort of like in depth. Uh, processing that you can do gotcha um, and then with plugin alliance and brainworks you get six full versions of a lot of their most popular plugins including the black box analog design hg2 shadow hills mastering compressor which i use that like just normally on universal audio stuff uh the bx master desk bx oberhausen and a console focus right uh, ch- channel strip but most important to you, Dave, you also get the ampeg svt vr classic plugin Ooh. for free no and shit that's the that's best awesome. one. It's yeah, that's, so good. Yeah. So um, I've actually demoed that one before. Go yeah, right now great. to uh, just look it up. It's uh, you can probably get it on the Native Instruments Sound uh, website. You can also just look up Soundwide S O U N D W I D E and get those free freaking plugins. Why not? What, yeah. are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wasting so, time. I, I think it's such a big deal. I, I don't know what it means for those companies. Hopefully, they can sort of like cross pollinate resources and you know rising tide raise all ships sort of thing yeah. i don't know i think so I, mean, I i like to see it in the music world just har- harmony and friends getting along like friends. yeah just like i feel like in most cases when companies you know merge like that they come up with better things in the music world specifically yeah. i feel like it's it's usually it can go better. one of two ways either they they innovate yeah. or they f- bankrupt sure so yeah oh my friend 
that's I think that's as much as that I can was talk juicy about one. here. That was real juicy, especially because well, first of all, I got to go to a birthday party tonight. Second of all, I want to play that freaking guitar a little bit more <laughs> before I go. All right. So, friends, thank you for listening to us and listening and, and being here with us for 156 episodes of this madness because yeah, thank um, you guys. we love you all and I love you, Dave, and love I'll be doing this with you. And, friends, if you made it this far, why don't you go make some music? Bye-bye.